Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hi, good evening. This is April 18th. 2020, and we'll be repeating this on Thursday morning, that's Pacific Time, 6 a.m. on the 23rd. And tonight's subject continues for the very last week in Aries, and the title is Culminating Aries, Jupiter Conjunct Pluto, a dynamic that happens every 13 years. However, this year, three times, that happens maybe 50, 60, it's hard to gauge. I went through mass years on solar fire to try to find that uh, system out and there's big gaps. It is one of the dynamic energies between the gaseous Jupiter that touches everything and expands it with Pluto, now considered a dwarf planet, still of magnitude of metamorphous change. And so this ongoing conjunction, which was actually on April 4th, continues now and will through mid, well, for the next several weeks, and it will conjunct a second time in retrograde at the very end of June on the 29th practically at the same degree, 24 Capricorn, and then, which is a cardinal sign and been very uh, triggered, you might say, all for the last year and with the solar eclipse, lunar eclipse, you know, that we had back in December and January, and then the conjunction with Pluto. Pluto's making many conjunctions. It's transforming that metamorphous energy. And as I was going to do with my punchline, November 12th is at 22 Capricorn, which again signifies back to that January 12th conjunction with Saturn. So there's a lot of relay, you could say. It's not necessarily relay like a, perhaps it's like a, a race where you put the torch into the next hand and it continues on. But it's also like a ping pong echo relay back and forth again and again, re-emphasizing energies. I researched from, which you can on this wonderful software, Solar Fire, which my guest tonight happens to be one of the distributors for or representatives. So if anybody's interested, you might contact her. And it went from 100 years common era to five years from now, 2025. So there were lots of conjunctions and I noticed this spread of every similar years that were three years, not three years, but three conjunctions at a time. Systematic, as I said, a little bit irregular because Pluto is a very irregular planet with its elliptic, uh, elliptical course around the sun so that Taurus is its longest transiting sign of 30 years down to Scorpio, which is about 12. And then you go in between so it's not quite even. But remarkably, there was in 1522 exact similarities to these outer planets. Jupiter and Pluto were in Capricorn. 
Uranus was in Taurus, early, late, later Taurus. I mean, it's the theme. It's not exact of the degree, but the energies are the same. And Neptune happened, the only one with Neptune happened to be in Pisces, just like it is now. And in fact, I was astonished to see, which I hadn't asked for, that Saturn and Mars were both in Aquarius, which we just had a conjunction March 31st with those, which whenever these planets have a conjunction, it's a cycle that we kind of spin off from, you could say, in different phases for several years, depending on that cycle. And of course, when you talk about some of these, uh, Jupiter, Pluto is 13 years, Saturn and Mars was two, it depends. But again, from 1522, that's 500 years. Just last year, there was all kinds of news. You could Google it. And it says about 500 year cycle, I mean, not cycle, but since um, in 1522, certain situations were being addressed. And this topic tonight is not specifically about 1522. It is, as I had said, about Air, we're in this month of Aries that initiates and separates to have identity and to defend causes. You know, there's various purposes involved, but also this huge metamorphosis of conceptual thinking that we're experiencing now. So my guest, who is Karen Wenderland and her site, seattleastrologer.com, Com. And she shares almost 30 years of a combination of business with astrology, tarot, mythology, metaphysics, mediumship, all focused on the client. Tremendous experience. She has an ongoing online study group. She teaches classes and workshops in both Western and Uranian astrology, another focus. And she's had various board positions, both for various groups of Washington State Astrology Association, we refer to as WASA here in the state of Washington, in every board level there is, on Kepler College, which is an online college that has many ongoing courses that all of you are available to, to look at. I mean, to not just look at, but to learn from. And other well, I'll just read it. Camp Edgewood and Church of Divine Grace of National Spiritualist Association of Churches. And she's currently the treasurer of the Council of Vedic Astrology. So her viewpoint and perspective is very broad. And there was a past episode you might just catch on 2019 in August on the 17th about Leo living wholeheartedly. So I am really pleased that I have this wonderful opportunity. Hi, Karen. And how are you tonight? I'm great, Sue. Thanks for inviting me on. Yes, it's really a treat. Sometimes it, the cycle, I'm glad it wasn't a whole year since we had a <laughs> chance. Well, we had a bit of a conversation. I know that we will get back to 1522. But in the meantime, we have the current moment. And absolutely it today on the on the 18th of, of April, 
the sun is at the last degree of Aries at 29 degrees. So pretty much that Aries loves to get it done. And uh, Rick Levine, a local astrologer here, often calls Aries the ready, fire, aim planet. You know, it's like, let's get it done. Let's do it and think about it later. Um, and with all of the the last month, everybody getting cooped up, and now it's kind of coming to a head. We want to be free. Let go. Let us go. Let us go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just serendipity thinking about how that that energy just wants you to be alive, wants you to grow, wants you to start a new season of growth. And, and so that's, there's a big resistance to standing still. Um, and, you know, and in a lot of politically in a lot of states, they, there've been a lot of protests and stuff in the last week, as that sun has been aspecting the Pluto and Jupiter that Sue talked about in her intro. And it just, it's like, oh, I want to get, you know, it's like, I want to get back to normal, pretend it's all normal again. And in some, you know, and because that energy is sitting there and it's so, um, so intense that, you know, a lot of states will, you know, open up over the next month or two. Um, yeah. Oh, well, and, I was going to, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. because the energy is there to want to move forward. Um, and so we need to pray and, and uh, for a protection for all the people in the places that open up a little early um, because it, may get difficult the next month as the sun moves into uh, moves out of Aries and um, into Taurus and Mars will be in the sign of Aquarius and and the two of them will be talking to each other about what do we need to do and um, um, and we may discover that, you know, we've got to negotiate, we've got to see a big picture, we've got to figure it, because there's a lot of moving pieces that there really uh, are, you know, that we just, we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> well, it's true. That's like, ah. because we did bring up the past. But at this moment, we've never experienced a global yeah. pandemic when everything is shut down. And it there is this real um, discipline involved that's arbitrary. So yes, people have been making, not people, but the governors have been making these packs, to, the mental, you know, the Mars right. in the, in oh, yeah. improving, yeah. yes, in Aquarius, networking, community, all of that energy to try to um, cooperate together, which is really a very healthy sign of it. And you know what, it makes me think or realize that Discipline, constriction, which uh, Saturn, of course, does present always in any 
chart because it's always going to be there. Saturn is one of our mm -hmm. compatriots on yes. this development. But we don't always take kindly to have to, to readdress where what energies we've maybe wasted yeah. or don't work. But that's right. the name of the game. Yeah. yeah, and right now Saturn has moved into the sign of Aquarius. And Aquarius is um, a fixed sign. And it's Aquarius people are known to be stubborn sometimes. Mm. And so while Saturn is donning the clothes of Aquarius, the, the potential is, is that the community can become involved in a more structured way. That's the opportunity. It's like all those governors getting together and creating a plan within each other and within their local arenas and and all that kind of cooperation out of the box thinking that's the positive of that the negative of that is when we get stuck in small thinking then the then we're kind of then we're in a box so Saturn does all of it, you know, it's, it says, okay, if you can't think, think yourself out of the box, you know, you need to reinvent the box um, somehow, some way, because you've got a new situation at hand. Yes. And, yeah. No, that's excellent. And just to remind audience in this chart, because of the fact that um, the sun is at the very end of Aries and has been. This is something that you know we've been experiencing, and that those planets that are intention squaring, as we say in astrology, Jupiter and Pluto, which were conjunct on the fourth of April, but are only a couple of degrees apart. So, you know, even on a very conservative measure, they're definitely still conjunct, and they're at odds, and their rulers and this is where I'll close, is Mars for the sun in Aries and Saturn for Jupiter and Pluto, which happen to be both in Aquarius. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. and they have just finished a conjunction with each other. Yes. Um, you know, just moments ago in March in 31st. Astrology time, yeah. And so the thing with re the slow moving outer planets is that those slow moving planets set the tone of a time they don't action orient anything in but they set a tone and it says here's what you have to work with folks and so what can you do with this and when there's a lot of tension, like with those squares, it's, you know, it can be all, you know, it can be anything. Um, we need to also remember that this is also a super creative time. So all you folks out there who are artistic creatives, writers, I mean, this is extraordinary, wonderful period of time for you guys to really feel a lot of energy and and be able to focus and get, you know, get some of those creative ideas out into the world. Oh, that's um, and if the economy weren't kind of collapsing around us, it would also be a great time to um, 
uh, to really look at your business and what you want to do with that business. Um, I have, I have, yeah. Am I echoing? I hope not. I have found, and this is picking up immediately on that thought because there are constrictions. It's like a whole new game out there for many, but it is most interesting that again and again, those that can move into the online opportunity have really new depths of, I know a woman who has a school here in Seattle, Psychic Awakenings, and she has a marvelous uh, energetic school of, of, of how to connect with source and and they've gone remote. They're even doing healings and stuff on remote. Yeah, my, sure. Yeah. My sister, too, she works for a school with little children and is needing, or in order to get paid, needing to do YouTube uh, little mini programs for like three and four-year-olds. That's what, where the school is for. And so it will be online. I, I'm not I can't give all the information out yet, which I would love to do. But it's so exciting to realize that there is growth, although there's also tremendous loss. It's not all roses and there's thorns in with those mm-hmm. roses. Yeah, I mean, just as um, in 2008 in the downturn and in the 90s, we had downturn times that were also for really great opportunities for the entrepreneur to start up with that caveat that, you know, it's, it's going to be what it's going to be, but, you know, how do I adjust my business plan to meet this and meet the time? Um, And, and people will start figuring it out and, uh, while it's it's very very difficult right now for especially for business, Capricorn is creating an the desire for a new way of manifesting, a new way of making things happen. Well, that uh, would be, if I may say, would you say to with the and I love this encouragement. This is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really is, and also the entrepreneurial energy of Mars, which I think we're going to get into. That won't go away. Maybe transiting, but it's it's staying really highly focused with Aries later on in the year. But with at the moment another long planet, such as you're presenting the 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 environment that we're all dealing with on a personal level is Uranus in in Taurus of our resources and our values. So when you mention uh, a a new way of manifesting, it must be really rooted to what is sustaining. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what you think. Yeah. I mean, because it's, um, and the conversations that are coming up right now about gig workers and um, self-employed people not being able to get unemployment and then, once somebody gets laid off from a job, they no longer have health care. And what happens if they get sick? And, uh, you know, before they can uh, try and get 
any kind of medical. So it's, you know, it's just bringing up so many questions around um, what what is value? What are, you know, what are our values as a country? Um, it's, you know, that when you're unemployed for a long period of time, you know, it gets really tough for your family, you and your oh, family. Indeed, I have such empathy in many ways. Oh, it's just heartbreaking. Which um, means, though, on a new scale, the innovativeness, which is another way of creativity, and of course, Aquarius does is outside of the box. You know, it's an irregular yeah. planet that spins sideways and backwards. It doesn't function like the others, although Venus also spins backwards. Um, so yes, it's and networking. It gets back to that eighth house idea, where at least for here on the West Coast, on at the moment that we're speaking, because of just to relate to our audience again, you know, the planets are transiting all the time, but and the rising sign, so they're going to be in uh, different moments. Yeah, only but, two hours. Every two hours, the rising sign changes. Yes, yes. Quick. It, yeah. it is. It is like it changes. It's a good indication of how energy is shifting all the time. It's not just yeah. a stable door key that we open our house with. And But Neptune, that's what I was thinking. Neptune right there is in the eighth house. And somehow I was relating that also to the changing, kind of dissolving how we, uh, I think I lost exact train of thought here, but yeah. dissolving, you know, how we exchange our resources. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It goes along with, yeah, networking. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really interesting um, with the, the chart of the United States. Our natal Pluto is at 27 degrees Capricorn, and our transiting Pluto is slowly but surely going to come up and go back and forth over over his our, the country's natal Pluto, and the conjunction is sitting there going back and forth over that same Pluto. So here's this, and in the chart that's most most often used for the United States called the Sibley chart. That Pluto is in our second house of money, of cash on hand. And the, you know, it's like we created a new, kind of a new system of, um, or a new economic system here in the United States. It was not ideal, but, you know, and we had all these new states that were, were all doing it their way, but it was, an, it was different than the old world. I the mean, capitalism, year, you mean. Right? Yes. And, um, and so this idea of I can, you know, you come to America and you can get rich, you know, come to America and you can succeed. That's a part of that Pluto and Capricorn in the country's second chart. And, and so now Pluto's coming back. And the question is now, how is that working for Americans in the now? Is that a true thing now in the here and now? 
it just asks this big question. You know, it's kind of a Dr. Phil moment. How's that working for you? Yes, yes, a recheck. It, it, yeah. is, it is truly an energy that is a, a development that has significance in these little, well, not little, but in incremental steps. I mean, this is one of them, but it's a huge backdrop of importance. And in fact, Jupiter mm -hmm. is almost at that degree at six. So we have little other right, spots and philosophical being philosophical about it right now, thinking of Jupiter close to that degree is so significant. And I was thinking about what it was based on. You know, we had agriculture at that time. Of course, there were cities and products. And unfortunately, we had people trade slavery, which thankfully was yep. eliminated. And of course, that was a huge, and I think really it gets back to here, I, I realize when you get into the politics of life, it, it's hard. You can't breach over some of the um, ugly parts because that's really what it's looking at is looking at the seed of it going, OK, where did this seed go wrong? How are we going to prune well, it? How do we get well, it? And not, it doesn't matter if it was right or wrong. It was simply an action that was taken at the time. And what Capricorn's says is if you get lost in the judgment of what is right and what is wrong, you stop your energy. Oh. And the idea is, is to keep moving so that you can create a response to be thoughtful, to look forward for another creative solution for it. Oh, that's and beautiful. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily, it's not fast. Capricorn is slower than slow. It, I mean, it feels like it takes forever. Uh, well, it's it tradition. Really, yeah. Because it builds. You yes. know, you do this, then you do that. Saturn wants you to go in order. Oh, boy. You know? Karen, you, this is very good. And the fact that, because we're just about to take a break, but this idea of not getting lost in judgment because Saturn does need to judge and measure. But it's like a stepping stone. It's kind of like looking at your rudder or the winds, checking the base, and then going on forward. Beautiful. We'll be right back. This is Cosmos Aries culminating with... Karen Wenderland, and it's the 18th or the 23rd. We'll be right back. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming. Hi, this is John Foster, astrologer and software developer. And you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk, 1150 is the station for you. Oh, hi again. This is, we're back again on the 18th of April. And 
I'm looking at some of the notes here and wanted to just make reference to any new people about what the Sibley chart, that's at 5, 10 p.m. July 4th, 1776. And Karen Winderlin of seattleastrologer.com. You can check her out or else go to Talk Cosmos and you can find out how to contact her if, if that's, and, and get on her uh, study groups or consultations. And also subscribe, always subscribe if you'd like. It's easy at Talk Cosmos. And as we continue this conversation with really a focus of the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, I was just noting uh, the gift uh, uh, from an article that Gray Crawford wrote in astro.com. And Gray is actually a wonderful astrologer down in Olympia. And I was just pleased to see that he wrote this after I was researching. But he says the gift of Jupiter conjoining Pluto in Capricorn is its capacity to guide us beneath the surface of material circumstances so we may tap into the roots of form, churn visions of what to manifest from subconscious awareness. So there is great power and which there always is great power. It's just how do we compost and how do we innovate like Karen's been bringing up with these energies of Mars per se, you might say, and Uranus that uh, mm-hmm. because uh, if you go by the dispository tree, which again is astrology talk, you look at what the sign is, who's the ruler, what's that sign, who's that ruling, you know, what house it goes from Aries to Mars to Uranus and uh, I think one factor, and then I'd like to go back to 1522, but let's talk about Mars. I know earlier we were, you had mentioned, yes, because it is going to be a trigger. It's going into Aries for six months. <laughs> uh, it will. Um, Mars is headed into, uh, right now, it's in the sign of Aquarius. And so it's in Aquarius, it's, it's, going in a little bit confrontational, rebelling against the authority of Mars, uh, of the Mars-Saturn conjunction. And, and what I am, what's interesting to see is it's like, okay, there's that argumentative piece. So it's like, how do we, you know, in your own life, you're having the same rebellion with maybe with yourself sitting in your living room going, I want to go outside. And, um, and how do we, how do we negotiate what we need to do? What's important to us, recreating our values with society. Aquarius often talks a lot about the personal relationship to society, to its society. And so for the next month, while Mars is in there, it's like, what is that? I think we're going to hear a lot more about how our individual self is a, you know, creates for the, for, for our um, community around us. Um, And what, the politicians are talking about, of course, is the spread of the virus. But what's deeper than that 
is how is it that that one energy of you gets spread out into your community to offer the gift that you have? And this is a place where that it's deeply personal to you. It's like, oh, how, what is my calling to serve my community in some way? And it may just kind of show up as it's like, yeah, this, this needs to be done. I need to do this. Or it may be quiet. It may be, oh, you know, I see this need. I'm going to do that. But it's about with Mars, it's about seeing the need and then on an individual level, determining what can you do to participate in that thing on behalf of your community. And that is incredibly powerful on an internal level when you recognize that one person, one individual does have the capacity to create change. Significance. Yes, indeed it is. And it really gives, goes back to that polarity point of Aquarius, which is Leo, where we do manifest. I mean, people each have great purpose and there's so many elements as we had mentioned earlier, you know, which in the one hand of like that polarity, yes, we manifest our purpose. Then too, if you look at, um, uh, think oh boy darn why do i do that i i think of too many things and i try to explain it instead of jumping and then i get lost yeah it's like the the ledge went away darn but yeah uh, but when um with aquarius and um with saturn and mars right now in aquarius i like to look at them to me, Saturn and Aquarius are my creator gods. And Saturn creates over the long term. He, he's the disciplined one step after another. But Mars, he's the worker. He's the, he thinks further ahead. He's like this idea guy. It's not necessarily good idea, but it, he's an idea generator. And so you, tr- where Mars, he tries it until it doesn't work anymore. And then he shifts his gears and then he goes to the next thing. And so Mars needs a focus for his energy, which right now the Aquarius helps give him that, that stability for creating a focus. Mental, yeah, the mental networking, the ingenious yeah. innovation. You know, I'm thinking they correlate very much to the Jupiter, uh, Pluto, which we were mentioning that wants significance and intense personal growth and expansion because Pluto wants to be fed for its soul growth and it's going to change our philosophy. And I was just thinking in the sense of traditional astrology where uh, signs that are next to each other don't see each other so well it is an interesting idea that here we have pluto which the sun is going to leave but we have been experiencing where so maybe we're on the precedence of it but because i mean mercury is still in 
Aries and it's going to be transiting through and conjuncting it. But there's moments really of times when that will of who we are, our whole identity is at odds with what is outdated and grown, you know, from the the structure of it and the philosophy. But then, as you're saying, that that will of ours, which is connected with Aries, with Mars, Aries to Mars, mm-hmm. in innovative, uh, g- genius, and trauma, um, Aquarius, because things happen so fast, but still it has so much potential that mm-hmm. it's interesting that I think sometimes we're, it, it, when we go into, as of, I think it'll be tomorrow, we enter <laughs> uh, Taurus, yeah, that there'll be a, a better connection with that transformational uh, decay and elimination and rebirth, regeneration that Jupiter's wanting that that actually mm-hmm. Mars and Saturn, like you're mentioning, yeah. our structure well, and our action. Well, one of the nice things about having Jupiter in Capricorn is Jupiter is willing to say, hey, it's not working. Mm. You know, he brings light to wherever he is in the in the zodiac. And so this year's period of time where Jupiter's in Capricorn, he brings light to the reality, you know, to whatever the situation is. And it's, you know, so and the thing I like about Mars and this Aries energy is that it's not just one thing that's going to fix it, mm. whatever it is in your life. It's not just one thing. Good point. Good point, it's Karen. a lot of things. And it's do this, then that, then this, then that, and then set back and go review. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is this getting me where I want to go? And do I want to get there still? You know, I was just noticing about on the chart, because I'm staring at today's chart, and there aren't any retrogrades. However, as we know, all the personal planets will be in retrograde. And in fact, Jupiter will be too. I mean, we're going in, we'll yeah. be going into a season of great return of of refocus of the path that we've been on right now. So that'll be... Um, Anyway, it relates to what you're presenting. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and of course, Venus has already moved into her shadow for her upcoming, and I'm sure you're going to talk about that next month. Yes, yes, and, yes. Or maybe in June, too. But, you know, and that, you know, Venus in Gemini period of time, it's it's like it all the ideas... It's all good. You know, it's all good. Now, some of them are more effective than others. And some will some of those ideals will work for one person, but not for another. Mm-hmm. You know, so on a personal level, what works for you won't work for somebody else. It's just like, you know, what's gonna work in New York City isn't gonna work in North Dakota. Well, it's and, true. You know, and so what's going to work in Seattle isn't going to work in Walla Walla. Except that, well, this is true, but we have such communication that there is this exchange of 
of of of picking out ideas you know i'm going exactly and and it's and it's one of those pieces that that rich communication it makes things much quicker you know and kind of back to your your 1522 chart um, yeah, I'd like to with with Luther and his, you know, publishing the Bible or the New Testament, um, just expanded this awareness. But the, it was the the printing press that was kind of the biggest deal because oh, that it was. spread huge knowledge to about all kinds of subjects and it would it just so happened that everybody remembers that it was luther that caused all the problems but the opportunities of greater education because we had the ability to communicate well i think if i may say picking up on that that really a theme here when you look at the energies of what correlates to that time and the changes that it changed is because a lot of this has to do about faith. And at that time, you know, the Reformation with England, King Henry VIII was happening. And of course, Martin Luther was, it was all part and parcel with the Catholic, in conjunction with the Catholic empire that had, was, was a big energy since, you know, the early 300 AD or common era and in other words that what the book by him really resisting you know when you think of the same ideas of of Aquarius both Saturn and Mars plus you have their being ruled by uh, Uranus in Taurus of values but Luther was in a church he was going to be in in uh, uh, sanctuary, and he translated it. But that opportunity made that the common person could suddenly, throughout all of this, however you are on religion, have immediate focus on a direct relationship with spirit, even though it was within the parameters of a defined religion. You know, when I say even as, because personally i think it's it's a, it's our birthright you know we are spirits and we connect but that was a real evolutionary shift towards so how that relates now maybe too right now this idea just as we're presenting that one of the bifactors of this whole corona shutdown is to reach inside our self somewhat like the school psychic awakenings i was speaking about here in seattle that's going online and where there's so many uh, instructions of how to find that inner source within ourselves, because then that relates to everything we do. So that was a real event then and now on a different scale, you know. Oh, and then you had brought up also about the Aztecs, because Spain, you know, Magellan came back at that time. It was a huge, you know, the earth was round, but Spain was such an energy and it, unfortunately, killed the Aztecs and that's yeah, enough with Cortez invading Mexico and just completely destroying the Aztec culture yeah uh, and original people you know and bringing with him um 
you know, waves of, of diseases that the Indian population, the native population had no tolerance. Resistance. For. No, it was dis yeah. disastrous. That is so and, true. Yeah, it was, it was, they were decimated very over a few years, but it was, it was horrible for that entire Which moment. also leads to, because a plague, as you had said, we had brought up was mm -hmm. in Italy, you know, it had started in 14, um, 1347, 48 in England, didn't end until 300 years and 1600s, but it would have these devastating, exactly, yeah. it, but and it may be 20 years and then 10 years not, and then another 40 years and then 10 years not. Mm -hmm. And then it it also um, would come to a region. So the 1422 happened to be in in Italy for about a year, and then it was gone. Yeah, and it was not unusual that you know it would come and then it would play out, and then a couple of years later, during that period of time, and so that's something we need to you know, in our lives now, um, when you think about the vaccines we have developed for the flu, the ordinary virus of flu. Yes. Um, because we have those vaccines, then the population doesn't have to go through the huge flu epidemics no, it's very from the past because you could take a flu shot. Yes, it's key. Absolutely, Karen. And so otherwise, true. we we would have a hard time in our cities to because of the density. Or uh, flying from coast to us, coast. It's yeah. over. You know, it, it's like it's we're just too close together. Yeah, it will make but, a big difference. But we get, you know, it's just like this particular COVID-19 will um, in about 18 months be a part of the annual flu vaccine and it'll be part of that cocktail that they yeah. put together every year because the f different versions of the flu do not go away they're still there you know it's still out there in the environment it doesn't it it hasn't stopped no but how we can address our immune system and and build it on that and we've advanced you know as someone had said once you know these other uh pandemics would affect anybody and now anybody can be but not quite the same it's not like the plague it's not like those situations for a couple of reasons one is we do have some knowledge science that's helping us understand oh, it but also it does seem to affect certain populations overweight or i mean new information is always coming up of what might be depressing the immune system whether it's you know other chronic conditions or great age although there are aged people that make it and there are young people that don't but it's not just where oh gosh the black plague the minute you touched it you were over with so there's a little bit of a a shift that way well the and again the the plague and whatnot are pretty easily controlled i mean they were spread by fleas and yes and off rats mosquitoes yeah. and rats and 
and that's a cleanliness thing and where do you put your waste and how do you store your water which is actually very much like your hands yeah. basic stuff that nobody did back then because nope. water was well they didn't know and water was precious and the minute you move into cities um without you know running water which who had in those days um just didn't exist and i mean you might if you were a normal person, you might not get a bath, but every two months or so. Yeah. You well, know, there it, are necessary shifts. It's so true. It is, yeah. you know, when you look at Aronis in, it's really a signature of, we could say it's a signature of so many of the outer planets, but Aronis in Taurus is a real dimension too, besides this conjunction that we're experiencing this year one of 13 years you know where the jupiter and pluto um make these tr transmutational mm -hmm. but there aranis wants that authenticness and we have to change those values and it's yeah, forcing because, us to do yeah to do it yeah i mean we're being i think it's so you know it's good and bad i mean the the journey to yourself Ah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I mean, getting it's to so know you, weird. getting to know you, day day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and I guess too, it's really like I'm looking on this one paper that I printed out about 500 years on Magellan's voyage changed the world, just to kind of center on that a little bit. But what it's saying too, besides the fact that we're a planet. And isn't it interesting, yeah. like here, we're really learning, we're a planet, we're, we're, we're all in it together, as some of the headlines say, you know, it's not where it's not just uh, geography and anthropology, like they say, but it's philosophical, it's one world. And so, in some ways, this could be, if we keep focused on how we are alike rather than so separate even though our cultural ways may be different well you know we have the same needs on this beautiful earth yeah yeah and you know this idea that right now that i think is so beautiful of that we're all that for the most part people around the world are doing the same thing at the same time yes it's just like a commonality that is just uh, extraordinary it's hard to fathom uh, yeah it's like how how did we get that much agreement I, and yeah. yes we have some disagreement <laughs> but it's so small in comparison to the agreement and the fact here and i read another little moment it says it's pioneer at a time when explorers who went off into the unknown had a strong habit of not coming back but yes. he didn't come back Magellan was uh, but yeah. his boat came back boat and did. that too is like I think another factor that we're in because of course Neptune was Pisces it's another backdrop for oh quite a few years yet until 2026 I think or that and it you know of the unknown the greater force is beyond us and that really connects again as you've been bringing up and i and my own once again that is inner you know us getting that spiritual uh moment of you have to kind of stop the clock to 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 center you know to hear the voice i mean some of us are maybe more 
adept. I think you're pretty in tune with that and have a real strength of it. And I find I am, but I can get pretty logical. So I've been really working on this element. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, we all, our culture is a culture that is constant. We're just constantly in our head. We're thinking, we're just thinking machines. <laughs> and it, this Taurus energy and the Capricorn energy says, sit down and feel it. Yes, that's where the magic yeah. happens. That's where we manifest. Yeah. That's it's when so you know. That's when you know what you really want because you can feel it. It's deeper. It's more, you know. It's like important with a capital I. Yeah. Rather than ooh, I want red shoes. Red oh, shoes. Oh yeah. Awesome. Well, it gets and, and yeah, red shoes are fine, but it's not important. There's other ways to click our heels <laughs> like Dorothy and get what we want. You have to go inside. Next week, I'll take this moment to say on April 25th, we'll begin Taurus. I mean, as far as a Saturday, Taurus actually begins this week with an um, April tomorrow. And then the new moon, I believe, is Wednesday. But it will with, be with the Moonbeam team. It's a panel, including myself and two astrologers, Elizabeth Mouchette, here on Camino Island in Washington and Sarah Stromley of Redmond, Washington. And we focus as usual every month on the Taurus new moon and the Scorpio full, well, in this case, it'll be a Scorpio full moon, but that'll be that day. And tonight, just to remind people, I am speaking with Karen Winderlin. And Karen was for years and years with East West Books as one of their main astrologers, which has now gone online in that process. And yet Karen does have her site, seattleastrologer.com. And you can always find that at Talk Cosmos and subscribe. I send out these notices. If you want to keep in touch, that would be great. We have on podcast one replays and we've been talking about culminating aries this is april 18th repeated on the 23rd i have this little spiel in case you clued in late and you can hear the episode again and so karen and i are talking about many subjects of regeneration again this wonderful ability and you said um innovation i love this you know with the arian Uranus. Yeah, tremendous innovation. We can't even imagine all the things that are going to come out of this. No, just like 1522. How yeah. did people realize that a book that gave you a new insight on spirituality or on, on that side or a world that suddenly was round, the unknown was somewhat available? Oh, my goodness. Well, Karen, it's such a treat. I, I welcome it. So well, nice to be here. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. Yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and blessings to all of you. And always keep in touch. And lots of love. Okay.
you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.